Bernard, creator of Esquire and Love. And I'm Dr. Shari Calicur, creator of Dr. Mrs. And, and together, together we, we are, are the Huxtables. The Bells. Love it. I thought I would do something different for the season finale, episode seven. Yeah. Okay, so if you haven't noticed, we have a special guest. Ah! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> is Julia Janae. She is my former mentor, actually still current mentor. Uh, we went to law school together and she is currently a news reporter for, for First Coast News and she is an Emmy Award winning reporter. So yes. we're excited to have her. Yes. I am so glad to be here. Thank you all for inviting me. So tell, us, nice a, setup. tell us a little bit about you. A little bit about me. Okay. Uh, Like you said, I'm a reporter for First Coast News. I love my job. I was an attorney before, and I made this crazy career change uh, to go into journalism, which was my passion. And that's what I do now. I live here in Jacksonville. I've lived here twice now in 10 years. So something about the beach I just can't get away (laughs) from. Uh, And I, I... I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to see Sophia again. Yeah. <laughs> Has she been hiding? It's good when you see your mentee do so well yeah. and do so much better than you. Like, yeah. that's what you want in life. It's to see. Bye-bye, Sophia. <laughs> see your students do well. Well, I'm happy you came back to Jacksonville. I always say, like, people, as much flag as Jacksonville gets, yes. I love living here. It's, it, There's it, something about it's it. It's just that, it's like that 10% of your, like, why? Yeah. But the other 90 is like, I why not? It's sunny every day. I can go to the beach on the weekends. Yeah, right? Like, I've met such a good group of people. I love it. I love it too. I think that's a difference maker, like meeting like a good group mm-hmm. of women. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it like, it makes it a lot better. For sure. People here are so nice. Yeah. And I've lived in a lot of different cities, a lot of big cities, yeah. and I can't deal with the traffic. In those cities, yeah, because so. you're, you're coming from Atlanta, and people, Atlanta, some people Atlanta, Miami, they want to go back. They want to go to Atlanta, yeah. and you're like, no, which is visit. Yeah. And we'll it's talk, great. We'll talk about that later <laughs> because right. I want to get the true tea right. <laughs> <laughs> about the Atlanta experience because everyone wants to leave and go to Atlanta. Yeah, and you left Atlanta. It came to Jacksonville, which I think says a lot. But so. I am a proud ATLian. I'm actually from Decatur, where it's greater. Uh-huh. From the east side, so not knocking my roots, not knocking the upbringing there in Georgia, yeah. but you know, I'm just a Georgia peach living on love a Florida it. beach. Ah! I love that. <laughs> Man, I need something that rhymes. <laughs> For sure. Um, so, so great to have you here. And so today we have another producer sponsored. <laughs> Wine. It is the uh, J. Lor Paso Robles, maybe. Mm-hmm. Cab Sav 2016. It is delicious. It is so yeah. good. It actually is really good. Unfortunately, we've had a lot more red than I wanted to on the show, but it's Can't help it. Crowd favorite. <laughs> Crowd favorite. Last episode was good. And this episode, like, this is, this is a really good wine. Have you all had Moscato yet? No. Has it been a Moscato episode? All right. We have not Season had two. yet. Season Moscato. two. Lead it off. Premiere episode of Moscato. Oh, Let's okay. <laughs> Premiering. All right. Do you have a good Moscato? Like a good one? That's not like a Ooh. Kool-Aid Moscato. That's a good yeah. Cooper's Hawk has a good Moscato. 
Okay. Well, Cooper's so Talk has a good everything. Yeah. That's true. I actually I had a good that. one from Cooper's Talk this weekend. I yeah. went, to, I did their wine tasting, and there was mm-hmm. actually a really good uh, Moscato. So that that's a Moscato there. that I'll trust. We can start that off. Okay. <laughs> that, that'll be the first wine then. <laughs> Sounds good. But yes, this is, um, it's like very smooth. It's not too dry. Um, I really like it. Yeah. I like it a lot, actually. This might be a new a new staple in the Calico household. Yeah, I think mm. I, might, I might grab a bottle myself. Sounds great. Like what is your favorite? Is it? Are you a red person or white person? I like white. I like sweet. Yeah. So, Moscato, Pinot Grigio. Yeah, Pinot mm. Grigio is my number one favorite. Okay. Like, do you, do you ever go. do any, like, rosés or? Sometimes. Sometimes. If it's a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, got to mix it up sometimes. Yeah. Got to. So... <laughs> Our topic for today is all about um, switching careers. Um, you know, sometimes like you get people, I mean, you're always going to get like the naysayers to tell you, you know, if you went to law school, then all you should be doing is practicing law. Or if you went to med school, you should be doing is practicing medicine or, you know, but at some point, maybe there's like a disconnect and you feel like your greater purpose is something else. So you want to switch. And so what better person to introduce us to that than Julia Janae. Yay. <laughs> and you, you hit the nail on the head because that's what so many people said. Yeah. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do something different than what you went to school for? But I'm a big proponent. I mean, we have custom everything these days. People mm-hmm. live in custom homes. Mm-hmm. They want to customize their car. I believe you should be able to customize your career. Absolutely. If it's you, your career Absolutely. shouldn't define you. You define it. So uh, if you have those naysayers in your life, just remember, be true to yourself. Did you have any, was there like a, like, what's the transition period between, because I know you, I mean, we didn't discuss this, but I know you were like, you were a PI attorney, a a plaintiff's attorney. Right. I was doing personal injury, injury. wrongful death. Yeah. Um, So what, how was the transition period between going to doing that? And now you're like on air personality, reporting different things. It's not all of it is personal injury. Right. And definitely it doesn't, what I do with reporting doesn't touch on personal injury nearly as much as I was doing when I was practicing. Um, But as far as the transition, I had been practicing for three years solid. I really enjoyed it. I was helping clients and we were in the courtroom and I really do enjoy the law. And people say, do you hate it? Or did you, you know, just get tired of it? That really wasn't it. I just knew that my passion lied in journalism. And that had started when I was in college. I was big on being a journalist. I mean, from high school to college, I majored in journalism. I was um, on our newspaper, on our campus television. So that was what really motivated me. You never had to ask me or beg me to do that kind of work. Um, And it was never hard to me. It was just a joy to do it. But I also knew the importance of the law and the importance of understanding it, both for my community and for me as a person. And so that's why law school came right after college. And there was just that bug that said, you don't you still want to get back into what your passion is? Don't you still want to be able to impact people that way? So, yeah, because that was going to be my question. I guess my original question was, how did you go from law to journalism? But I Mm -hmm. guess after hearing that, I guess the real question would be, how did you get from journalism to law? Because, I mean, if 
I mean, yes, knowing and understanding the law is important, but like, is that enough to spend three years in like a rigorous graduate program? Because you, <laughs> you said it, people say, oh, if you go to med school, you have to be a doctor. I feel like most people think if you're going to take all that time, yeah. yeah, you're definitely going to have to do it that. It is a hell period. It is. But honestly, even when I applied to law school, mm. I wrote that I have a lot of journalism experience. But I think I'm going to be able to be like Nancy Grace mm -hmm. and be able to merge the two and be better in both fields for it. Yeah. So that's kind of how it came about. Mm -hmm. A lot of journalists want to be lawyers. That's one thing I've learned being really? in the field. Yeah, because a lot of what we do is similar. Yeah. You know, we're out there holding people accountable. We're doing a lot of research. We are fighting for the little guy. And, and you're forcing people to be truthful. Right. You're trying to get to the truth, which is a lot of what our judicial system yeah. does. So, and a lot of our stories cover things that have to do with law. It's crime, it's lawsuits, it's, you know, things that happen to major people like a class action mm -hmm. lawsuit. So um, there's definitely a connection between the two, yeah. even though it's not that obvious sometimes. Yes. I feel like... Because I'm like the medicine person, so I feel like from the outside looking in, I would have never made a connection between like law and journalism. But you saying that, I'm like, oh, I guess they overlap a lot more than yeah. one would think. They really. I never do, actually huh? really thought about them overlapping, but mm -hmm. I mean, because you do hear about lawyers doing like Star Jones is a lawyer, and mm -hmm. she was on the View. Megan Kelly is a lawyer. See, I didn't know that. Geraldo Rivera yeah. is a lawyer. Really? Hill Harper is a lawyer. He's not a journalist, yeah. but. He's an actor. Yeah, he's an activist. Right. That's, mm. Laza is a good, the good thing because like, yeah. a law degree is very beneficial. I mean, I always tell people if you go to law school, you need to make sure that's what you want to do. But also, like, if that's not what you want to do, like, have a plan because there's so many different things you can do with a law degree. And even if you don't do anything that requires a law degree, like the knowledge that you get about the law and just that, it looks so much. It's it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you know, before I went to law school, like, I mean, I was like ignorant to like all the things you could do with a law degree. I thought it was just criminal law. I didn't mm. know about everything. I mean, if you want to be in a legislator, like, yeah. that's a good thing to have. If you want to, you know, work in corporate world, that's a great yeah. thing to have. If you want to go into journalism, whatever you want to do, like, it, there is some some kind of benefit. Yeah. Almost like anything you like. Yeah. If you love yeah. animals and you want to fight for animals rights, you can be an animal lawyer. Yeah. If you love kids, you can mm -hmm. be a juvenile lawyer. Like I've even heard of some like I mean when I went to law school, like there was like a doctor who yeah, went to and go I was about, Well, and I was just literally, why are we the same person? <laughs> because I was I was just about to make that point that there's a lot of like I kind of know the opposite, but that makes sense. Yeah. People that went to law school first and then like went to med school. So really? I know a lot of JDMDs. Yeah. Um, and they go on and do like med mal. Which in yeah, my experts. brain was like, why? It's <laughs> a lot of That's school. too much. <laughs> and it's so much stress. Like I've heard how much stress the bar is. I know how much stress every single one of our tests was. Um, well, not like in school. They were hard too, but I'm talking about like, bar i mean not bar board certifying tests mm -hmm. were like super stressful so i can't imagine like doing both it seems like i don't know what kind like of masochist do you have to, to exactly do no seriously but i've bad. heard it i've heard it multiple times and i know like even when i was in med school like i contemplated doing md phd and like when i count up the years that i was going to be in school i I was, 
I just don't, as much as I love like science and I'm just not sure if I'm disciplined enough to be in school for eight years. It's a long time. And eight years prayerfully, like praying that you get your PhD in four years because there's a lot of people that do. That's a decade. (laughs) I don't know. A decade as a student. Jeez. But it sounds cute. It does. <laughs> when, you, when you get the credentials, yeah. you're like PhD, MD, PhD, and a medical doctor. Super smart. <laughs> but it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of um, delayed gratification to want to do that. So yeah. that's with a lot of things, though. Yeah. If you, actually, if you really want it. Yeah. I mean, I actually kind of like, I mean, I'm still practicing, but I kind of switched careers too because I started off my career as like a litigator like kind of like Julia like Julia was on the plaintiff side but I was on the insurance side like I represented insurance companies and last year I decided to switch and go completely corporate where I'm not representing insurance companies anymore I'm only representing like one corporation and doing like a lot of different things where I'm getting into like the business side of it like advising you know business executives and doing different things so that it was a switch for me and I had to like really like sit there and think about it even this year like I thought like do I still want to do this or do I really like like love litigating and I've just recently decided that I think you know this is more of what I want to do litigating is a lot of fun I mean yeah. trial is it's a lot more fun than what it looks like on TV. It's exhilarating. <laughs> I thought it was less fun than on TV. No, it's more fun. Like, it's just like, it's like, no, because drill. like every time. So it's like when you see on TV, it seems like, you know, you're going back and forth, like it's a whole thing. But then it's like when you watch the documentaries, it's just like paperwork and reading, and then you go in That's and stuff the gets It's a lot longer than yeah. TV. Yeah. It definitely so takes longer. you a lot more, but the actual but trial... It's exhilarating. Because, like, on TV, they make it seem like, you know, you and the other side hate each other, yeah. but you could be, like, it, we could be on the other side, and, like, yeah. we're just arguing back and forth on camera, but then, like, afterwards, we're like, here's a good happy hour. Like, that's what happens in real life. Like, yeah. you have to argue like that in front of the judge because you, you have a duty to your clients, but then, you know... Afterwards, I mean, you can still be Just friends. Go kick it. <laughs> like, How'd you make that decision to go from one to the other? Did you do a pros cons list? I, Just weighing it? Yeah, I did do a pros cons list. I mean, when I was in law school, like I, I took a bunch of different classes to try to figure out what I wanted to do originally I wanted to be a criminal defense lawyer because I just wanted to do trials and it just, I kind of just fell into doing insurance defense. I realized criminal life wasn't for me. Although I do feel like a drug lord sometimes when I watch power <laughs> last agreed. This season finale was crazy. Agreed. I love <laughs> drug documentaries and movies. I'm obsessed. Donovan actually was like, um, is this all you need to tell me? I'm like, no, it's just super interesting to me. Living that life. Yeah, so sometimes I, that life, I that, that that life, life. seems appealing, <laughs> but then I, <laughs> I had like an internship. Vicarious. I right, had an internship, exactly. but I had to like interview like a murderer, and I was like, you know what? This, this I like just watching it and pretending. Yes. It's not for yes. me. So I did the insurance defense, and I still got to do trials, which I thought was fun, but then I just, I mean, I ultimately decided like I just, I wanted more of like a stable life. Like that mm-hmm. life is, I mean, it's fun, but you're doing like billables and you're, um, the work-life balance is just not the same. I mean, granted, you don't do less work when you're in-house, but there's no requirement. It's not like, oh, my God, I have to build this many hours in a month. I have to do this. I have to meet, meet these clients. I have to do this. I have to do that. And, like, some of it is not billable. Some of it is billable. That It's not there in-house. But even though you're, you're doing the same level of work, but you're not 
you don't have those like requirements that's yeah. forcing you to not be able to do this. And like, I just, I want to have a career where I enjoyed it, which I enjoy corporate. And that when I do have a family, I can dedicate some time to my family. And also with my passions, like this is a passion of mine. You know, blogging is a passion. And I just want to make sure like I have time for everything that I want to do. Yeah, that's super dope. It's like, I never, I don't know. I've always been on the med medicine track. So I haven't had to choose between careers or anything like that. Um, but I know like when it was time for me to choose a perfect, like, you know, choose a specialty, um, that was one of the biggest things that I thought about was, um, I'm going to be like a mother one day and a wife. I want to be able to like be there for my children to show up for their events. Like, you know, if I need to go part-time, like I can do that and not feel like it's going to be a huge issue. Um, and that, because for me, it's between family medicine and OB. And OB just, I though I have tons of friends that are OB and they have children and they, ah, super women, super freaking women. I don't know how they do it. OB, you have to like, yeah, go on you the get fly. up and go. And they have baby, like go. super supportive husbands <laughs> that like hold them down. And you have to be a special type of husband to be married to a doctor because we're, our focus and our mind is always, here like when I'm on call and this is like that's what I'm saying this is nothing like having somebody call me and I can just talk to them on the phone like I've had calls in the middle of the night because I'm family so I do OB peds adults everything and we had to do like continent continuity deliveries um at my residency which means that if you saw a patient in the clinic then you were responsible for delivering them so I used to get calls at three o'clock in the morning to like go in I used to get, we were supposed to go somewhere and I had to leave. Like, you know, we were, um, I was on nights. So terrible. I was on nights a whole week and it was finally Friday. And we had like, I'm like, it's Friday, seven o'clock. As soon as shift change happened, I got a phone call. Wow. No, but like OBs live that. I mean, there's, it's not that bad for a lot of OBs because they have shifts and they only work certain weekends and they can but when you're working those weekends like that is your life you're not able to let your hair down 100 percent because you have to worry about if somebody goes into labor because baby doesn't have any you know time they don't have there's nothing they don't make appointments no they don't make appointments <laughs> at all so is that's it? why i choose family i'm i'm 7 30 to 5 and uh you know get in where you fit in <laughs> is it common for doctors to switch specialties mid um, not really, because if you switch a specialty, um, that usually means that you have to go through a whole nother residency. Mm. Yeah. So, um, sometimes like as family medicine, you can do like an OB fellowship so that you can do, you can do primarily like OB, but you can do an OB fellowship, which is why I love family because it's so flexible. So you can do an OB fellowship. You can, um... You can do an ER fellowship. So if you decide you want to be an ER physician, you can do an ER fellowship being family. But not a lot of um, specialties have that flexibility. So, of course, in like internal, you can um, like internal medicine. So that's like an adult doctor. Um, so you can specialize in things like you can be a cardiologist or a gastroenterologist or a pulmonologist. Um, but you can't really switch from internal medicine to OBGYN. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, family is one of those great professions where you can, 
but it's still like OB fellowship, sports medicine, and ER fellowship are really the big ones that you can kind of switch if you want. So do you see yourself switching back anytime or is this, this is it? This is long-term. No one knows but God. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I have a lot of my life ahead of me and things change so much in all of these careers. Well, especially in law to me and journalism. Journalism looks so different than it did 20 years ago. Uh, 20 years ago, it was you had TV news that was on just at six o'clock and maybe just at 10 o'clock. But now we're on 24 seven. We're on call 24 seven. We're um, on our phones, connecting with our viewers and your know, podcasts like this are a huge deal. So mm-hmm. just everything's shifting. So do you have as, as, as being a journalist, is it flexible? Like, do you or is it just like 24 <laughs> seven on call all the time? Um, it's flexible as in I have to be flexible at yeah. all times. Yeah. Um, it is demanding. I d- tell people it, it's they kind of have a glamorous view of reporting, but journalists work very hard. And when something major happens, we all pitch in. I mean, just recently we had sort of a, a multi-tier of things that happened with there was a, um, a high school shooting at a school after a football game. And that happened at 11 o'clock at night. So I had just finished a full day and had done another story. And then I went out to that field so that I could figure out what was going on. I was doing Facebook lives from that field and just letting people know what was going on. Because you got parents who are concerned who want to know what's going on right then. And I was out on that scene till about 4 a.m. Oh, wow. Because so, that's another yeah. thing. I mean, Facebook Live. So when stuff happens, you don't necessarily have to be on the air, but you have to go news. live Right, to you're still it. live, letting people know you're tweeting, yeah. you're gathering information on the spot. So, um, and then two days after that, um, the landing shooting happened. Yeah. I was out of town, but all of my coworkers were yeah. in working. You don't know when you're going to stop. It's just you go Keep in and going. work until... Yeah until you can be relieved and hurricane season is the same way. So yeah. I, you have to be flexible. Yeah. I, I know it's not for everybody. It doesn't hurt. You can't escape the hurricane. You can't escape the here. hurricane. No, <laughs> everyone else is packing up and leaving. We're preparing. I'm, I'm cream down. I remember um, a few years, a year or two ago, mm-hmm. I was in Fort Lauderdale during that shooting. And so mm-hmm. like I posted in the aftermath, like I posted a video on Instagram mm-hmm. and a news station from like California saw the video and commented they were like hey can we talk to you for an interview and i just mm-hmm. thought that was so interesting because they were like all the way in california yeah but mm-hmm. they, and it was a local station and they were still like reporting it and trying to get interviews with like people who mm-hmm. were in the real time down there oh yeah when it's a national story yeah and then that's a new way for us to get viewers yeah. it used to be it only was the reporters who were on scene who were trying to get interviews but now we reach out on twitter we reach out on facebook if we see somebody is there that's your way to talk to somebody. Yeah. It's super dope. Changed. Let's talk about something lighter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> feel like we got real dark there. Yeah. A lot of shooting. So. <laughs> so, so let's talk about, I really want to hear about this. Atlanta, Jacksonville. At- transition. Oh, my move? Yes. So because I, like I was We talked off camera about Mm -hmm. this, but um, I feel like a lot of people like their 
number one go-to is like, I'm just going to move to Atlanta and figure it out. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about your journey from Atlanta to Jacksonville and how you ended up back here. Sure, sure. Um, Atlanta is an amazing city. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in Atlanta, yeah. a lot of opportunity, a lot of things to do. I get it. Yeah. I, I understand the appeal of Atlanta. Yeah. And it is an awesome city. Yeah. So many different types of people, so many different cultures. Um, but honestly, I went where work was. It's yeah. limited as far as journalism, mm. how many jobs there are. And you don't start in Atlanta. You start in a smaller market and you work Move your up. way to Atlanta. So that was how it was for me. Mm-hmm. As far as moving to Jacksonville, Jacksonville grew on me. After I'd been here for law school, I really felt comfortable here. Yeah. It just here, there was something about it that I really connected to. The people, the places, the scenery. And I tell people I'm a hopeful person. So you can't come here and then be like, all right, you know, where's the, where's the scene? You really have to come here and be optimistic about everything this place has to offer. But Jacksonville and the first coast in general has a lot to offer. If you're willing to drive 30 minutes, if you're willing to seek it out and Mm. I mean, I spend time on Amelia Island, St. Augustine, um, there's just so many different little nooks and yeah. crannies. And I feel like, so I grew up in like the Maryland, D.C. area. Okay. DMV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I went to undergrad in New Orleans. And oh, then I went to med school in Nashville. You went to so, other And then cities. I came, I mean, you know, <laughs> ordained. So, <laughs> and then I came here and I feel like that was one of my biggest things when I came here is like, when you're in the bigger cities, you can just say, like, let's say if I'm in, if I'm at home, I'm just like, oh, we'll just go to U Street, find something to do, or mm-hmm. we'll go here, and then it'll, it'll turn to a whole night. Or, and same with New Orleans, like, you know, let's just go to French Inn, or let's go to Dragon's Dan, whatever. We'll figure out what to do after that, and it just kind of becomes a thing. But it's like, here, it's kind of like, you have to go, you have to know where you're going, mm-hmm. It has to be like a particular night. Like, you know, if your DJ is playing that night at this spot, then you go there or, and it was like, I thought it was very annoying at first. And most of it, most of it was because I had limited time. So like my little bit of time off, I wanted to just say like, I'm going downtown and go have fun or I'm going to the beach and whatever. I didn't want to have to look and see like, okay, what's going on here? What's going on there? Whatever. But I feel like, like you said, as time went on and, you know, we met like, you know, a lot of great people here and started really exploring the city a lot and really getting into all those nooks and crannies. Like, I love it. Like, it's so, because I feel like I really don't like to be around a lot of people. Like, and I feel like you can always find your little group. Like, you can be in, you can still be in a situation where you're with a lot of people in Jacksonville, but still have your space. And you're not going to do it lines. You're not, not going to deal, deal with parking. You're not, not going to deal with traffic. Bunch of traffic. Yeah. You exactly. can just today go to I'm going going here, going, and that's go it. Go there, and yeah, yeah traffic spend is more time crazy fun. now. Yeah, traffic like is not five crazy. o'clock. <laughs> but I don't know that traffic. I live downtown. I live at work like ten minutes apart. So I don't really know that traffic. But yeah. I, I left work at six today and got here just fine. Yeah, six is like. I mean, I guess traffic is like literally. It's only rush hour here. Five to six. That's it. Like seven eight. Atlanta. 330 to 730. Oh no. Oh no. I went to I came to Atlanta on a Sunday at 9 30 p.m. Mm-hmm. and was in traffic. 
And I was Sounds like, right. this is why, this is exactly why I cannot, mm. I just can't. Now, like you said, I love to go to Atlanta to visit, like, because I just have so many options, yeah. like so many food options. There's always like fun things going on. There's a lot of different things going on. But as far as like my life and like living there, Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for me personally. Now, I don't knock anybody that wants to move there. I think that I do. Like you said, there's a lot of opportunity there. There's mm-hmm. certainly always something to do there. Like you're always going to be doing great things, but um, it's just not for me personally. Hey, you got to know, you <laughs> know yourself. Yes. And I know I don't want to spend two hours traffic. fighting traffic yes. to get to somewhere. Yes. I, mean, yeah. I could never go to a mixer. Yeah, because I get off at five, and by the time I got to downtown Atlanta for the yeah. mixer, it was over. Be so, over. <laughs> oh, say it. yeah, that's that's the joy of living down here. Yes, it is. I love it. I, I am it. happily n- a, a new, well, now a Southern girl. Now a Southern girl. Yeah. What were you before? I was from Philly. Oh, that's right. I I that. You lived in Miami. In Miami, though, right? same. Um, okay. for like, <laughs> I did an externship in Miami for a semester. Okay. So it's kind of like you, cause you did the yeah, same thing. Yeah, I did thing. one semester yeah. in Miami. How did you deal with the driving there? It was, mm. the worst. <laughs> it was like, like, mm. like my externship was probably 10 miles from where I was staying at. And okay. it took me over an hour every single day mm-hmm. in the morning and the afternoon to get back. And I just thought it was the worst, but I mean, there's like, I, so my externship was in Brickle, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to go immediately home. I just walked, like I left my car in the parking garage and I just like walked and went to happy hour, rooftops, everything. It was like, it was beautiful. I mean, Brickle is beautiful. So it was, I mean, it was a good time, but the traffic does suck. But if you can like make it work, then make it work. Especially if you live in the city and just like walk mm-hmm. to work, then it's perfect. But um, I lived with my family who did not live in the city, so I had to drive back okay. and forth. And it wasn't like that great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun driving. I mean, I love Miami, but would I ever actually live there? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all about going and visiting. Yeah. That, is a, lovely that is a vacation, visit. girls trip, it whatever, is. but it is not living. That semester was enough. <laughs> Fun I had times. the exact same experience. Yeah, fun times always. <laughs> exact same experience. <laughs> same. I'm, I'm kind of like, I feel the same about Miami as I do about Atlanta. Like, great place to visit. Like, super great things to do. I think I like Atlanta a little bit better than Miami. I, could, I of um, course, could just live like in Atlanta. Atlanta. Like, I'm from there. I've got family back. there. Yeah. I'm more used to Miami, so I like Miami a little bit better than Atlanta. Yeah. Because, like, other than, like, spending that semester there, so my family from Philly moved to Port St. Lucie, Florida, which is, like, yeah. two hours north of Miami. So, like, you know, me and my cousins and my brothers and sisters, like, we used to um, go to Miami probably, like, every weekend mm-hmm. and just, like, do South Beach. And so I just, like, Miami has a small place in my heart, but as far as home, never. Yeah. <laughs> never. Now that we've got that cleared up. Right, exactly. <laughs> in case anyone thought exactly. anything different, now exactly. you know. <laughs> so, I don't know if this is the last question, but... Oh. This speaking is weird, of, by the way. Speaking of major... I usually ask the questions. Speaking of major cities, I saw that you are a big NBA fan. <gasps> yes. So, team? Team Dallas Mavericks, but I, I follow How players. How did you get there? So. <laughs> <laughs> they, beat, 
they beat the Lakers so one year, and I was no, so proud. I wasn't, it wasn't that I was disappointed. It's just in my mind, I had one of two teams. And what the, were you thinking? Hawks, probably. Everyone Hawks thinks I'm a Hawks fan, but no, heat. I don't do any Atlanta teams. And then there is. And I hope ATLians are listening to that. Yeah. Which camera did you all say I needed to look into? Yeah, it was an important point. <laughs> Atlanta teams choke every year. That's how I feel I have a 22-year-old sister. She has never seen an Atlanta championship. I know. Go Saints. Who that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Shameless plug. We not that. <laughs> Shameless Plus, it's all good. Okay. Okay. We have a lot of great teams. teams. You try really hard, though. We just don't have next time. one championship team. My That's NBA the teams part. are, I love the Lakers and the Philadelphia Sixers. Oh, God. That so is Lakers. It. Lakers. Okay. I can't sit here with you. First of all, let's go back to Dallas. <laughs> How did we get to Dallas? Because they beat the Lakers one year. Oh. And I was so proud <laughs> of them. It was probably like one time that year. It was. But it was I mean, a win is a win. Okay. And I said, that's my team. (laughs) Dirk is the man. Wait, so you hate the Lakers? Hate with a passion. It's deep. Like dating back to high school. I had Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. pictures up in my locker for a little bit. And then the next year. Did he upset you? He did. (laughs) And I don't really remember what he did. (laughs) (laughs) I just know I went from having them up to like taking them down and being this really huge hater. Sure. Oh, and like, no. I'm proud of that hate. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply proud of it. Yeah. I'm not so. really a big NBA person, um, but I'm going with um, who are, where is LeBron at this year? Are you going to It's not my fault. Well, first of all, it's not my fault. I appreciate him opening up his little school. I thought it was dope. <laughs> So since I didn't have an allegiance, I may as well have an allegiance for an appropriate cause. Well, lucky for you, he's with the Lakers now. That's ah, all I'm saying. No, like, come I want to be a Lakers fan. Now I mean, you are a Lakers fan. I mean, they're kind of, they've kind of cleansed themselves. That's Kobe's true. Kobe's not with them anymore. I and just don't been like, terrible. you know, I don't really like, like, the popular things. Like, right. I feel like everyone's a Lakers fan. I feel like that might have been what led so, to me in high school. Yeah, like, I want to be like everyone else. Like, first of all, he was kind of cocky. Here's my thing. I like great athletes. And I, just I hated like Kobe, Kobe because I felt like he didn't pass the ball. And I felt like that was selfish. And I didn't appreciate it. Well, if he's the only one that can do it, why pass the ball? <laughs> That's a problem. You need to be a team The team player. is terrible. That's why when he left, it was a what? Flop. That's why. <laughs> So that's why Actually, he didn't pass. Left, so he swore for not passing the ball. No, he needs to uplift his team like LeBron <laughs> did. And I only know this because my husband is a LeBron fan. And I used to talk mad crap about him. So I know all of the defenses as to why he shouldn't be the LeBron fan. <laughs> that's real. But then he opened that school and I'm like, man, I got to be a LeBron fan now. That's how I feel. I just feel like LeBron is a very fragile man. Great that you're in school. Are we talking about basketball? He's like always. <laughs> like every little thing, he's on the ground, and he's like makes he makes the he I makes mean, the smallest okay, flopper. Okay, like the biggest thing. I'm just like, flopper, yes. Yeah. In his <laughs> defense, he learned that from his coach yes. Tyrone Lue, who was sure always on the ground. He every oh time gosh, you he, if you terrible. walk by him, terrible. he wants a foul. Oh. Okay, anyway, <laughs> but yes, I don't think he's fragile. I just think he's he may be a little dramatic. <laughs> Okay, I was with you. Then I'm telling you, he opened that school and I was like, he's saving lives, bro. Saving lives, saving the kids' lives, so saving I, parents' I, I, lives. I, 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 I got bikes. I like his personal life, just not his professional life. Mm. 
I mean, <laughs> everyone's entitled to their own opinion. We can agree to disagree. He's also very good professionally. I'm not going to go the best argument. I don't know all the stats and all that to keep up with. I don't. Mm -mm. But I know that he's a really good uh, player. People get serious (laughs) about those arguments. They they, do. They pull all types of stats. From like 88. I'm like, how do y'all? You're younger than me. Why do you know stats from 88? You have to know. That's true. You do have to know. And that's the whole thing is you have to know about everything, whether you're alive or not, you need to know about mm-hmm. it. I, I do agree. It's like with the law, statement. you know, yeah. I got to know about the old that's Supreme true. Court cases. Yeah. You're right. You do. And that's how basketball and law come together. Yeah. Oh, that might be a good ending point. I like that. That was amazing. I, do, I love that, actually. That was great. Law and basketball. <laughs> Can we copyright that? Uh, Trademark it, something. I mean, <laughs> yes. there's totally, the idea for a new podcast. Totally yeah, guys. Guys. Um, <laughs> wow. But I need my 10%. Okay. So. <laughs> you're dealing with two lawyers. You're, you're not going to get 10%. No. You heard it first here from Dr. Shari Calgary. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Don't let them, don't let them play me, y'all. Hold, hold me down. Right. So next topic is the travel segment. Yeah. So hmm. this episode, we're going to Mexico. Mexico. Mexico is always a good idea. I mean, the tickets are never expensive. Yeah. The hotels are never expensive. The liquor is cheap. Never and if a bad you're idea. flying from Miami, and there are some other places too. So there's a Mexican airline called Interjet. It's not like Spirit or Frontier. Comfortable mm-hmm. reclining seats. And you don't have to pay for carry-on? You don't. Okay. And alcohol is free. What? So when they push, the, when they push the carts around, they're like, what do you want? There's soda, water, tequila. It's a pretty good. And they fly from Miami? <laughs> yeah. I, I think they fly from like, there's other places too. Like I think Texas is one of them, like probably like Dallas. And then I think New Orleans is one, but definitely Miami. It's Interjet. Super cheap flights. Like I think last time I went to Cancun, my flight is like one fifty. Dope. Dope. I've only I've been to Mexico once. It was in twenty twelve. I went to dang, I can't remember. Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen is where we went. It was Ooh. a surprise. It was a trip that I was talking about when um when I was taking step one and Donovan was like, listen, I paid for this trip. You can't push your, you can't be, you can't push your test back anymore. And I'm like, fine. And so I took it in a pass, but that was the trip. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. Um, we got a, so we got a, a villa. I think we stayed for like four days, three nights. And we stayed at this like super cute villa. We got it on Groupon. It's only like $250 oh, nice. total, but it was like, the nicest villa and they they had access to some of the bigger resorts so we could go to the resorts and like sit on their beach wow. towels and you know we had a percentage off of the the um like the the waitress that comes yeah. and gives you um drinks and food and things like that um we got like a percentage off of that it was a lot of fun i i don't think it's like you know if you want to go somewhere and like party i don't think it's a big party city well at least when i went it yeah. wasn't um but it's i think it's a definitely a good vacation 
for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of people question whether or not Groupon travel is legit. Listen, so it's good to hear. Yes. Yeah, Groupon, we, I 100% stand by Groupon travel. Okay. I've taken multiple trips um, through Gru- Groupon oh, really? travel. Because I did that. And my first time when I went to DR, we did Groupon travel as well. Um, didn't so have any issues. Anything. No, didn't sacrifice anything. Um, and I think, I can't remember if. Yes, the second one we went on had flights included. It's like basically going through a travel agent, but everything's discounted fifty percent. Wow! Yeah, and it was it was awesome experience. So, and whenever I mention Groupon, people are like, "Eh," and I'm like, "I mean, pay full price if you want to." But (laughs) like, I've did it. I didn't have any problems. We and the person that did it because I think. I'm not sure if she did it on purpose, but the person that put it on Groupon was a travel agent. Mm-hmm. So like once you bought it, then you would be in contact with her. She's sending you all the information. So we had all of the, we talked about printing everything out, like all of the stuff for the um, airline, the hotel, everything. Even when we got to the hotel, they're like, oh, you booked with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, we did. So, you know, that's so, very cool. So, and you've been in Mexico as well. I have, but I went as part of a carnival cruise. So it oh, was fun. one of the stops on a five-day cruise. Yeah. We went to Cozumel, mm-hmm. and it was very nice. Got to explore the Mayan ruins. Yeah, oh, I, I did that. That, that was, was interesting. Legit. I love history yeah. and stuff. So yeah, me too. I'm really like cool. a history nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Sorry. It was so But I do want to go back. I was telling Donna and I wanted to go to, like, Mexico City to, like, actually do important things not yeah. just go to have fun oh, yeah because you can fun see like the real yeah fun is a yet. lot of important mm-hmm. like number one important yes. <laughs> but i would have liked to spend more time there so maybe yeah. next time yeah. any well, recommendations the, the maya thing was i mean that was that was dope mm-hmm. um but I, I stayed in cancun and i did like i didn't do too much like in the city but i stayed at the jw marriott and i did like a lot of like the hotel like spa stuff like mm-hmm. i i spotted out like they had an infinity pool i stayed there had the service come bring me stuff yeah I, like, went to the spa. Like, I only ate, like, at the restaurants on site. I didn't really do too much in Mexico other than going to, like, some Mayan ruins, which mm-hmm. was, like, amazing. Yeah. But it was, like, that was my relaxing vacation where I didn't want to do too much walking. I just wanted to relax and mm-hmm. be pampered. Yeah. That's dope. Those mm-hmm. are important, too. Because yeah. sometimes when you go on vacation, you come back more <laughs> tired than when you left. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go into it knowing, like, this is my relaxing vacation. I'm not going to do much. Um, is really important. Yeah. I think I'm going to start like taking, you know, how some people take a day off after they come back. Before and after. I think I need to because my friend told me today that I sleep too much on vacation. I sleep on vacation. And I'm like, and I'm like, but I, I mean, I am tired, but I just, I realized after we had the conversation that each time, the last couple times that we've been on vacation, I have like the first time was like there was, I had a huge plane delay. So I had been up. I'm always up for over 24 hours. So I, I have to sleep. I have to take a nap. And she's like, you taking more than a nap. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Freaking jerk. I see I'm on old. vacation. I'm probably in bed by like nine. Wow. <laughs> no. So I told her, I told her the next one I'm going to do better. So I think I'm going to do on our next trip. I'm going to do it before and after so I can rest up. And be like fully present for the turn up. That's Bring miniatures goal. with you. 
I've started doing that. Pretty I put in my vacation in January so that I've got all my days already planned out yeah. and I add on that yeah. day before yeah. and after. Because if not, I'm a wreck either going back to work yeah. or I'm a wreck during the vacation. That's yeah, because like I feel like that last day, like when you're trying to leave, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just thinking about leaving anyway. You're like, why am I here? It sucks. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, dang, I still have all these notes. To, well, for me, I'm like, I have all these notes to do before I leave. I should have done it at work instead of complaining about how much I didn't want to be here. I'm working on it. That's not good with me. Yet. You're growing. I am. I am. So, yeah. So Mexico. Yeah. Um, It's a good like uh, holiday vacation. Anytime. Like it's a good if you get seasonal depression, go to Mexico for like three days. Just go somewhere where it's sunny. You don't have to worry about anything. I think it's one of those type it's things. It's a like great, just, like, it's a good vacation, girls trip, yeah, solo trip. It's just. For anything. You can go for whatever reason. For it's anything. just a lot of fun. Agreed. So, Mexico, get into it. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So, tip for the week. The tip for the week is just staying true to yourself. I mean, today we talked a lot about, like, career changes and switching your career. But it doesn't really matter, like, what you're doing as long as you're being true with who you are, what you want to do, and not really focusing on, like, outside influences and what people think you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Like, figure out who you are, stay true to that person always, and whatever you do, it'll be fine. Yeah. That's it. I think it's so, I think that um, it, it really is something that you have to go back to because, I feel like a lot of us start there like, you know what, I'm just going to like do what I like. This is what I really want to do. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. But I feel like as you're going along that journey, especially now with like social media and things like that, like there's so much influence that can deter you off of that journey. And so a lot of times, like personally, I've had to kind of reset and say like, okay, remember what you came into this for? Like, you can't be focused on what everybody else is doing or the path of what they say will make you successful. Like sometimes you really do, you know, make the successful path yourself or do what makes you happy. Because when you get caught up in doing what everyone else says that you're supposed to do, like that's when things get messed up. That's mm-hmm. when things start to get muddy and it's just, it's not cute and it's not fun anymore. You can feel when something's not you. Yeah. 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 And it does take you knowing yourself. And I feel like, I had to learn that as I got older, Mm -hmm. but you have to know who you are first and foremost and not worry about when people say, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Shouldn't you be doing this? If you know yourself, you can immediately respond back with, no, I shouldn't be doing that because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, But it just takes that learning yourself and and growing in that. But 100%. Yeah. And it's not always easy. Like you're definitely, I know for me, like knowing myself and what I wanted to do has definitely, I've sacrificed like familial relationships. I've sacrificed friendships, but like at the end of the day, kind of when you know what you know, like you have to kind of do that and hope that everyone will forgive you later. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how I knew that at a young age. I told y'all I've always been rebellious. So I was just like, listen, <laughs> get with her, get lost, I guess. But like old, like as I've gotten older, I realized like some of the decisions I made were like super mature. Like 
And the reasoning behind it probably wasn't like what I'm thinking now, but to do, to do something like that was, is something that's really big and really important for you to like grow as a, as a person. Um, and I think it's really important to, you know, like you said, just when you know what you know, like stick to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's not always an answer. Sometimes it's just, this is what's, this is what's in my heart. This is where God is telling me to go. So this is what we're doing. And, uh, you can get with it or get lost. All things work together for the good. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's all I have to say about it. All right. What Mic is, drop. Ew. So what is our question of the question. week? Question of the week. 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 Okay. So <laughs> our question this week is, yes, drum roll. <laughs> so our question this week is, um, I am currently at a job that I love, but I'm only temporary as far as employment. This means that I don't have any benefits, no PTO, no 401k, et cetera. I started looking for other jobs and actually was offered a position making more money and the environment is more youthful and more to my liking. Plus, I can work from home. However, oh, no, sorry. I added that. However, I'm sorry. I told my current boss um, that I was putting in a two week notice and they ended up matching the offer, um, for my prospective job. So what should I do? Mm. So is the only reason you left because you weren't full time? Because if that is the only reason, then maybe stay because you finally now got a full time position. But if there were other underlying reasons as to why you decided to look outside and not try to fight internally for a full-time position, then keep going. Because if you, if you want to leave because there's something making you leave or telling you that you should leave, then follow that gut and don't stay. I mean, what I've been learning lately is that like in your career, like finances should be, not the primary decision maker of when you want to go somewhere mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, we're, we all have careers where it's like, you're going to make money. Right. Um, the amount, you know, it's, it, it varies, but you're going to make money. And so for you to pick what you're going to do next, it needs to be something that you love a company that supports you, a company that supports your vision and what you want ultimately in your career. But if the money is a primary driving factor, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on that judgment. Yeah. That goes to what we're saying about being true to yourself. Yeah. If money is that important to you, then that's what's important to you. Yeah. You know, I've got friends who it's, it's all about the money and their bank account size and it's so they can provide for their family or whatever reason. But if money doesn't drive you like that, then going after money might just make you miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially but. if you know, like money is gonna, I mean, like money is gonna come. Right. Yeah. Wait, especially like, I mean, the careers that we're talking about, like money is going to come, but it's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. what, no what else how, how much you? is it worth to yeah. you to make right. a couple thousand more, but to be in something instead that exactly. you love or you know that exactly. that's where you yeah. need and, to be. And that's me. Like I'm all about like work environment um, work-life balance, all of those things are very important to me. So I was kind of sold at, um, work from home. <laughs> if they like that. hundred and ten percent. I was like, oh, you can work from home. So I mean, mm-hmm. but 
Um, yes, I think it does matter, you know, what it what is important to you. If work life balance doesn't matter and you're like straightforward, you know, about the money, then I mean, no you, have a, you have a, a decision to make. Are you going to try and, you know, negotiate? Well, oh, my previous uh, my previous manager is now giving me this. What are you going to do for me type thing? Um, you can try and do that. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to if you're getting the same money at, bo- at both places, it becomes a matter of environment, in my opinion. And also a matter of... Um, like advancement. So are you going to be making more money at this new company, but you're going to be there for 50 years until somebody dies or leaves or whatever, or are you going to be able to like advance off of merit? Like, you know, things like that. Yeah, because... You build up equity. Right. So exactly. Your job exactly. When you've been there. I mean, once you're somewhere a year, then you really know the ropes. And right. Sometimes it takes that long again. Right. Yeah. And I feel like up. sometimes people come into those situations thinking that just because you're you and yes, because you're you things are important and things do happen, but you still have to take that time to understand the environment and um, your role, what your role is in that environment. You can't just come in like taking over and wrecking shop. I'm here. Exactly. (laughs) Like you, y'all, everything needs to change here because I am here now. Like that's not fair. Yeah. Um, so that's my personal thing. I'm all I'm all about work life balance and what is going to provide me the best work life balance. Um, and if I can have a better work life balance and make the same amount of money, then that's where I'm going. Do the better work life balance. I for sure. Just agree because I'm that's how I am too, and I'm all about the trajectory. Like, am I in a career that's going to take me to the end game, or yeah. is am I going to be here ten years? Yeah. Same title, same duties. Yeah. Are they doing the same thing? Because I guess my value system would be, are you going to love doing the new job the same yeah. way you love what you're doing at the old job? That's also a very good point. Um, Is it a different role? Yeah. Um, they did not put in the, if the roles were different or not. But that's a good, that is also a good role. I mean, I would assume if you went out for a job and you went to the interviews, it was something role. that you were at least interested in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But I do not have the answer to that question. Good question, though. Very yeah. good question. Mm-hmm. So. If you're out there and you need to hear this. <laughs> you, you, you. So. <laughs> I'm saying, production, I need, I need some sound bites. <laughs> I was watching, okay, side note. <laughs> yes, exactly. Some air horns. I was watching um, the Joe Budden podcast on YouTube. Okay, listen. I I'm not. Budden, by the way. Okay, but <laughs> the fact that, that when he was on the, uh, he had his laptop out and it would make all the different sound bites like, burr, 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 and he would just be like, and this, and I was Get like, need that, need that in my life. Burr, 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 burr. Sports radio announcers. They have the dog. Um, and we need to work on that for next season production. Yes, please. <clears throat> Don't let us down. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, oh. any other comments, questions, concerns? This has been so fun. Yay. Thank you all for letting me. I'm so happy. And Hang I just with the Hustabells. I, I love you all's name, too. That I saw something very funny on Facebook one day about Julia. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. We said we we're going to talk about this. Yeah, no, so they, so like one of her friends started a petition. This is not to, a friend. This it was is a random viewer. Oh, so it was a random viewer. 
that's even better. Even, <laughs> even better. better. So a random viewer wants to start beep, a beep, beep, <laughs> We don't need sound. We just no, get the sound great. maker right there. Started a petition to move Julia Janae inside because okay. she's always outside. And I'm happy that we're filming inside. Yes, yes. She is inside. Exactly. I was Look just about this. to say. The weather you has changed, and my caring viewers have noticed that my hair isn't quite weather friendly. <laughs> she put that in the letter to my Did whole she? station. <laughs> That's not weather friendly hair. You really need to let that poor woman That's back hilarious. inside. I know. That's I didn't it's actually amazing. I, I swore that was I so think, I think I, I would, she knows me, but not I would definitely consider that black girl magic. It, like, it, it was so really random sweet. person reached out and was like, "Let my girl inside." And it wasn't even a black person. That's what I'm talking about. So she knows the natural struggle. She understood. I'm talking about. I wrote her back. I said, "I appreciate." Thank you you understand so that the much. struggle is real <laughs> because and it is living in Florida. That's why my hair hides. <laughs> and she's really upset because she said my stories didn't have anything to do with being outside. But typically, we're going to be outside if Maybe we're alive. Maybe good in natural light. But yeah, it, well, it was nighttime. But oh well, <laughs> I got nothing. You're normally going to see reporters outside, but she was really sweet, and a lot of people commented like i got a lot yeah, of responses from people like everyone was like i'll sign the petition yes, let her back inside that's awesome. i love it i'm still outside <laughs> <laughs> who, do we, so, who do we need to talk to change.org yes we will shame first coast news <laughs> don't let shame i love my job <laughs> we are on your side and outside okay <laughs> Okay. I would also <sighs> like to give a shout out to myself. Um, next time y'all hear this, I'll be another year older. <laughs> My birthday's on Sunday, so um, thank y'all in advance. Send gifts. Yes. Also send gifts. Cash um, up. You. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. I can't give out my cash up. I feel like I'm doing too much. But if you if you really would like to send me something, um, just reach out to me. I'll let you know where to send it. Cash up. Um, no. You can cash up my comments. cash up my representative, <laughs> Sophia Bernard. It may when I get to her. <laughs> I will be checking her feed, so don't worry about it. It's all about transparency, right, Fran? Mm -hmm. You see how people treat you? All right. So where can the people find you? Oh, good question. Facebook is the best place to get me. That's where I get messages really quick and respond. It's where all my stories are. So Julia, Janae, First Coast News. That's J-E-N-A-E. -E. But if you type all of that in, it'll pop up, like the page, and you can message me there. Yeah. Can't wait to hear from you. Are you on Twitter or Instagram? I am on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Julia Janae FCN, mm -hmm. and Instagram is at Julia Janae TV. Perfect. Awesome. Love it. We're well, everywhere. if you guys want to follow us... Um, we well, you can send in your questions. I forgot to say that part around the questions part, but send in your questions, comments to con and concerns to the Huxtables at gmail.com. That's T H E H U X T A B E L L E S at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the Huxtables on Facebook, the Huxtables. Um, and you can follow me, um, Dr. Charlie Caliker at this is Dr. Mrs. D O C T O R M R S. 
Um, you can follow Sophia at Esquire in Love. Yes, and we would put all of that in the description. Yes. We'll have all of Julia's contact information and ours as well. Yes. And thank you guys. It's yes. been our first season. Thank you guys so <laughs> much. So thank you to our first and best guest. I'm so honored. Yes. Love you. Thank you so much for coming. We had a great time I'm today. You were turned guest. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you guys, like our viewers from the bottom of our heart. Thank you so much for tuning into us every week. Like literally the feedback we were getting was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we, we really do enjoy doing this and we're really um, blessed to be on this platform and blessed to have you guys checking in with us every week. So thank you so much for that. Um, so we are expecting to become, to come back bit, bigger and better. Better and blacker. Season two. Yes. And we out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But thank you guys so much. Um, and we will see you guys next season. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh.